And that was the trick, right? We didn't pull back. Yeah. We kept building it, building, the, building it and, and taking the risk and our investors who backed us and all those things. Yeah. Getting, you know, we're going to keep going and going and going. And then... When, I think that helped us because yes. we built a catalog. So when your streamers came back into the market and now decided that they needed content and were willing to pay a decent rate for content, we essentially had a really good back catalog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be able. Well, to they didn't. It. The well, they didn't pay. However, yeah, well, but weirdly, to use Zulu's point, the exposure helped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to the season finale of Ink Blood Meet and Greet season three. Clap, 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 clap. Right, with your hosts, Damola, Zulu, and Naz. And I'm talking this slowly because Damola has insisted know. that we must do 40 minutes. So, <laughs> and we have nothing to talk about. So what we're trying to do, and we may see, is we're going to try and do this in segments, where like every 10 minutes we have a new segment, like we're an actual news program. Ooh, and so we, look we, shall, so we shall see if it works. So segment one, um, something happened over recently. I well, two things happened, but it was one thing. The release of Superstar, probably. Yes. But if I got my timing wrong, at least the premiere has happened. So, and the premiere of Superstar was very special because not only was it the premiere of Superstar, it was also a celebration of our 10-year anniversary as Inglot. Yay! 10. 10. So we were, were actually 11. So we actually started the... So August 2010 was when, the, was when I sent around the presentation, but the actual company... Incorporation of the company. ...was as at December. The, we got the certificate of operation dated the 1st of December 2011. And that, as we say, friends, is our birthday. Yeah, so basically we were being born... Between August 2010 and December 1st, we're being conceived. No, we have been conceived. We have been conceived already. If they ask you for your for your birth certificate, that was our birth certificate. Yes, it's not the it's not Mm, the it's not the night of. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So August 2010 was the night of conception. Whatever the date is, I can go and find the email if I really really want. But anyway, so how do you guys feel? It's been ten years. See, surprised me because I was like, (sighs) because to me, 2012, 2013. Still felt like yesterday. Yeah, still felt like three years ago, four years ago. There, it's when you now start talking about the individual movies that you're like, wait, so that movie was 2016. That movie was 2017. And, and then you see that's five, four years ago. Yeah. Like, what? Then you now realize that before that there were the I call it the suya and beer years. The suya and beer, yeah, chicken suya and beer years Deep where out. we're just meeting and then just discussing film. We would write scripts that were not going anywhere. We used to do all those funny exercises where... We took ourselves a little too seriously. Yes. That's why we're here, to be honest. Yes. Because, you know, you would think, oh, you're with friends. You, you, you like film. Yeah. You're, you're talking about film and you're talking about writing and things like that. But you wouldn't think, oh, um, let's give ourselves assignments and homework. Mm. That, you know, every Friday when we meet, you know, we'll discuss, you, you know, whatever it is, whatever mm-hmm. essay or whatever it is we've written... You know, so yeah, I think. Yeah, because the assumption we made, rightly or wrongly, was that we were the only ones that wanted to, that we trusted to tell the stories they wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. And we knew we didn't have the ability mm-hmm. to tell those stories at the time. So we said, okay, we better yeah, figure out how to, how build, to tell those how stories. How to build ourselves yes. at that point. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing, because. 
No, but it's not because that's what they do in tech. So no, literally, yeah. we literally did because we, even though it took, but we actually started like a tech startup. If you stop to think about it, we basically tried to build that MVP, so yeah. a minimum viable product, yeah. which mm-hmm. was knock knock. Knock knock. And to do that, there was a lot of test and iteration of practicing and practicing and walking so, through yeah, and so. showing people stuff and people say, oh my God, this is horrible. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I remember all those friends. To all our friends that some of some, some of them got married to us eventually. <laughs> and then while we were dating then, you would invite them over to mm. house to come and drink. Oh. And then we'll give them scripts to No, read. but weirdly, but you know the funny thing is that like, that, that was not guys. when you guys thought that. So that was, mm. so I moved, no, okay, yeah, so because I yes. moved, I was there. Yeah, 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 because, yes, no. yeah, so it was literally the earliest days of when we used yeah. to come and do readings, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we'll give them scripts to read. So we would not be like, oh, mm. you are meant to play this character, then give you like scripts or read this one. You play that one, play that one. And it was weird. Where, they obliged us. Yeah. They obliged us. So they didn't call us crazy. <laughs> They did not show. Mm. You know, like I think, where would you show up for it? No, but that, that was a cheap date, then, Sha. Nawala was using us on the side to be dating women. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, and so I guess the reason why, and I think going back then, and that, that is one of the beauties of being young. Mm-hmm. So, Inkblood could own, like, young the age. way it started could only have been. No, I mean, I was at the time, so even. I was 29, 28, 29. Mm-hmm. You were 30. Sharp. I was and, 23. And she was 20. You know you want? Were you 23? Yes, I was. Damn it. Were 23. Yes, yes, so it's she was young. So like, I mean, and, <laughs> and you see, I mean, it's almost like Tola's... Um, when I tell people I'm Gen Z, people don't I mean, believe me. Like Tola's story in that episode. Literally, he was 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Um, even Obi Osika, like, he, yep. like, peep, like, there's a weird thing about the early beginning. This is not to say that you can't start stuff when you're older. But that the youthful, the, 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 the vibrancy, no, I and the, the kinds of things you will come up with to think to do just and, because and the lack you are making of it risk. fun. Like, as so, well. like, I mean, yes. you don't have the, I mean, we were all single ish. Damala was, Damala was our single, our single, our single. <laughs> um, we were, um, we were basically trying to figure out wouldn't this be cool? I mean, mm-hmm. and so you see, yes, we had the underpinning of there could be money in this. Yeah. Because that's a lie you tell yourself because mm-hmm. we're all still Nigerian at the end of the day that there could be money in this. Um, that-, that, that part I did not really believe <laughs> because I was still... And how much would they even pay me in the places I was working? But I was still like, mm, I need... This is... You know when they say don't quit, quit your 9 to 5? I did not yeah. quit my 9 to 5. Because, yeah. So mm. the challenge for us was that at the early stages of this, and I guess that's difficulty with all the side hustle things. Mm-hmm. And this is and this is something that actors also face, right? Mm-hmm. You you have to figure out how to commit, but how to live at the same time you are committing. Because that trade-off of is this full-time, is this part-time, mm-hmm. is there enough promise here to make this your only thing? Mm-hmm. The risk of Nigeria, the this, the that, all of those things literally like bombard themselves at each other. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's clear, at least from my perspective, that, I mean, we joked that I've never been paid for a script, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And But you see, the reason why that didn't matter was because I had a 95, right? Yeah. And so I was able to make this a labor of love while mm-hmm. building the business. So basically, the subsidy was like, okay, we can build the business, the business is work, making sense, but we're mm-hmm. not layering on our... I mean... The, the I, responsibilities but that I also basically think that come with we, life. I think that all of us also had enough passion and enough um, <laughs> love for this because, I mean, even when I didn't have anything to fall back on, there were times that I wasn't getting paid, right? So yes. it's not, I don't think it's cause you 
you had something to fall back on. Mm -mm. I think that if we all, when it comes down to it in the end, if you are really interested in doing something and you're like fully committed and passionate as I believe we are, mm -hmm. that you would, you would I do don't, it. I don't think it's the end. <clears throat> there was end product. So if mm -hmm. we had circled the drain with just script readings, after script readings, after script readings with our mm -hmm. friends and just kept writing, and we never actually got to the point of execution, mm -hmm. or we executed only once and stopped there. But the fact that we're able to continue to execute also meant that there was something to look at mm -hmm. and say, okay, and because of that, keep pushing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And, I, and I think that's the challenge, because I was talking to someone recently, and the person was like, oh, I've been working on this script for four years. And I'm like, what's taking you so long? <laughs> so you get like, I've worked on this script for four years, and I'm like, <laughs> no, but you see, yeah, you say that, but like at first, but we literally. So I remember when we were like, because we actually got to that point, and with us, it was a fight actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I mean, no, because no. I came in. I mean, we were going to do this. I was going to be a writer. And look mm -hmm. at where I am. So here's the nigga that took it on. So because you know, but the fight was a. No. What are we doing? I was what like, I was like, yeah, we can do knock knock. Yeah. Like, what yeah. we can do? I was like, yeah, like literally, if we really believe these things important, we can go people together and we can raise money. It's like, no, you can't. I was like, see. Raising money for knock is not a problem. The issue yeah. is, is it... Finance head. No, no, the issue was, are we, do we believe that it is good enough? Is that, that was the question. Enough? Yeah, right. because yeah. I remember then there was another story that we're angling towards, which was the radio, radio, show. radio station one. But then that would have been, from a financial point of view, that would have been we like to be commissioned. huge. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been too huge. So we then looked back and said, okay, what can we do? And then for some reason, knock knock was... No, because it was the first thing we wrote. Yeah, it was one of the first things we wrote. And then I think we then went back and looked at it. And then yeah. we started rewriting it yes. to get a 13-part episode. And each one was going to be five minutes. Yes. And wait, there was one other podcast that was... There was one other podcast. Um, how I Met Your Brother. How, how I, I Left Your Brother. How I Left Your Brother. How I Met Your how, Brother. How I, how I Met Your Brother. Left. I, I think How I Left Your it Brother. It was Vic Stone, right? Mm -hmm. Victor Sanchez, yeah. 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 So How, how I, I Left Your brother. brother was one of the inspirations where it was about five minutes and we were like, yeah. This can work. And I remember then we were watching like a bunch of web series and seeing mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. the things that we could the, do with yeah. it. Yeah, so like the one that Damala kept screaming about was... The one with Phoebe from Friends? No, no the Guild. Sorry. The Guild. The Guild. Oh, was that no, the, about the, 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 the therapist was later. Okay. Yeah, but the Guild was a, oh, we could make like just like Damala. But the funny thing is like that esoteric sensibility also mm. made its way into the thing. The thing yeah. where, because also we, because we knew we couldn't do um, like a, we didn't have the money to do a straight up this is what is happening. Mm -hmm. So like we knew that we were going to use um, surrealist humor and all mm -hmm. those things. And the weird thing is that it sort of, it sort of worked in a weird way mm -hmm. for what it was because you can see that it's almost that thing of you're straining against the limits of your ambition. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, the ten minutes has flown by. Like... So let us. So we are going to do that <laughs> thing where we are dropping it here. And we're moving on to the next segment. Wait, now, yes. okay, okay, yeah. Fine, so, so fine. basically, let's just, let's just, but okay, <laughs> but yeah, we, we're, we're, we're straining against the limits of our ambition. And for what one thing I believe was that if we had stuck with it, would have had like a shitty season one. Please don't go and look for Knock Knock on TV. You no, know, you our, should. It's actually. on our, it's on our platform, it's on our YouTube channel. If you look, if you check back enough, but then it would have gotten, it would have gotten better over time as we ourselves got, got comfortable better. with the style yeah. and the humor we're trying right. to put. Yes, yeah. and so the reason why we pivoted to film was that it was also giving the rise of cinemas, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, it was easy to what's it called? We 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 knew we knew. What the investment had to be to and what the returns could possibly be. Yes, mm -hmm. and we, we were wrong, yeah. but like yeah, we were wrong so many times. <laughs> but you see, but the ability of 
calibration that recalibration. Each film was a project. You could convince people. And I think, funnily enough, what actually helped us with our investors was, so we did them very close. We got into film really close together. Mm. So by the time we did Out of Luck, yeah. right? It was a small project, about 10 million. Mm -hmm. um, we rolled the proceeds from Out of Luck into, into we then did a slate for yeah. application and wedding party, party. one. one yeah. And so we rolled some of those funds into that. And then um, added, we got more investors. It's so funny at the time. So we basically got people, and then to be honest, that was our last card, because we knew that if that didn't work, that would it, was very, it would have been very difficult to, to roll it over a third time. Yeah. And then it turned out to literally be a blowout success, both films. Both films of 2016. Commercially, critically, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so that's that proof of work thing. So like, so yes, the, we, both out of luck and the department have their fans, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the, oh my God, who are these people was arbitration, arbitration and, and wedding, wedding party, party back to back. And so that was going what, to TIFF as well. Yes. That was so encouraging yes. for so, us. So I mean, because who because it allowed, yes, we got the okay, we can raise money, we can produce, but the whole that big audience blockbuster thing that people mm -hmm. want to see your films, mm -hmm. it was something that was very um like improved that you belonged here, whatever mm -hmm. that direction is. And so that was version that was version genesis. one. Yes. So if we take that and we call that the end of the first act of Inkblot. Mm -hmm. Then we roll into the second act of this Inkblot movie. So after so we the, finish segment one, which is so the origin the, story. Yes. So let's First now act. talk about today. Second act. Yes. Where yes. we where we are. So today. today was a very interesting thing. So the seeds of today were born in 2017 when we were like, okay, this the, the sky is our limit, the world is our oyster. Let's go, 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 go. And we were going, going, and going, then going. The the devaluation happened and the bottom fell out of the market. Yeah. Right. So we made all these big films that did well in cinema, made your name, but the but like the watershed deals you were expecting did not happen. I mean, I remember. When we when Netflix Netflix actually left the market. Yes. So after we did Wedding Party One, right? Netflix and Arbitration both on Netflix. Netflix left the market for two years, and when they came back, they were offering a fraction of, of what, what of what they were paying initially. And then their argument was like, yes, we are coming back, but we need to build market up. So where the market is now is a lot more than when it was there. Like, it literally, and they were right, to be fair to them, it has raised up, et cetera. But you see, that period is like, it was like the, the Israelites in the wilderness, right? <laughs> so it, so we, but we figured out how to stay the course. We, like, that was our most prolific period as a company. Mm -hmm. We made, so we had, by the end of 2016, we had done four films. Between 2016 and 2020, we did 12 films. more. No. 12? When you talk all, all, all Okay, plus short, yes. Plus, yes. so. So 16 films in, so literally we kept doing more and more yeah. and more and more because we were like, you know what? This thing is going to get better. We're going to, do. so most people, and that was the trick, right? We didn't pull back. Yeah. We kept building it, building the, building it and, and taking the risk and our investors who backed us and all those things. We yeah. kept saying, you know, we're going to keep going and going and going. And then when- I think that helped us because yes. we built a catalog. So when your streamers came back into the market and now decided that they needed content and were willing to pay a decent rate for content. We essentially had a really good back catalog mm. yeah. to be able well, to they didn't, The original one, they didn't pay. However, yeah, well, but weirdly, to use Zulu's point, the exposure helped. Yes. <laughs> so you had some of our movies that were decent exposure. in cinema, but again, you are paid, in, you are paid in a little bit of hard currency and exposure <laughs> in the sense that people were now able to see a bunch of your movies on cinema. Yes. And yeah. the lockdown helped us. Like, so our yeah. films, Love is War and- Can you look at that? 
the I lockdown mean, helped us. Yes. In the beginning of lockdown, we weren't thinking this yes. because we had just released a film the, the morning of... Um, of we, 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 no, the, yeah, the, the, the night before was the first case in Nigeria. Yes. So we released um, Who's the Boss the day February after. 28th. The first case Nigeria of Nigeria announced the first COVID case February 29th. 7th. Yeah. And then right Actually, after that... Nigeria yeah. announced... 28th morning, yeah, 1 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were releasing Within that same morning. Morning, yeah. Same yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And then, then and shout out to everybody who came out that opening weekend. Yeah. Like, yeah. to support Still, us. To like, support, next yeah. thing you know, three weeks cinemas later. shut down two weeks later. No, it was in the beginning of the third week. It was the 16th. Yeah, so yeah, two, two, yeah. two, two yeah. So, so like this, that yeah. third weekend, yeah. That yeah. third weekend, all cinemas were the number shot. one film in the country up until the shutdown. Yes. Despite that, like we opened, I, like till tomorrow, right? We kept thinking cinemas were a ghost town, but that thing opened at like 14 odd million mm-hmm. in during that fear. Like I remember, like all the people who are not in the film that did uh, meet and greet for us, like Adesua, Jemima, like till tomorrow, like like what were you the, mad? Like no, 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 it was love. No, yes. nobody, nobody, but the funny no, thing there was, was no, no, nobody really knew what COVID was. There was yeah, a lot so of that fear, fear yes. but a lot of people did but Yeah, but there was also the fear of the unknown. Un- yes, now, like, it's not their film. Yeah, so yeah. you can understand us toasting the actors in the film, but, but the people who are not in... At the, at the same time, my wife was going to give birth, and I was like, ah, this COVID thing, don't worry, in three months, they will have sorted it out, I'll be there in time for the baby. Yeah. I saw my child when he was three months old. Wow. <laughs> which was three months before yeah. the baby. Maybe. Which was three months yeah. so, that, so, yeah. so that period, and I, and I think it helped because like it did a lot of things for us. Like I mean, um, we were we knew like we were going to do the sequel to New Money. I mean, we had figured out what the story was, <clears> but the question because I think the decision was solidified. That Nazar's got in his room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about this. Part. We're talking about twenty. No, no, talk no, no, no. about it... the cinema. Talk about no, no, Netflix. No, wait, now. I'm coming now. No, talk about Netflix. We've talked about. Look, we've no, done. This I'm move. going back now. Let's, I'm, I'm, no, you, know, we've, you, we've, you should just let it roll. No, no. what is this? We've skipped. We no, don't but we're talk, I'm history. talking. About, it's not history. No, basically. Quam's money existed because mm-hmm. of the success of New Money on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And so when Netflix was interested in coming <laughs> to Nigeria and building out their original slates, mm-hmm. they looked at all the films that performed well and had what they called general meetings, right? Mm-hmm. So they meet with all producers and just talk to talk to them. And, and so one of the weirdest things about our meeting, <laughs> it was actually funny. So there are, I wasn't there, so this is secondhand gist. The people that are there should not be <laughs> Yes, now. Wait, that's so, so, no, no. that part. So, so, basically, <laughs> so I was, it was like a <laughs> hand gist. So we practiced for this meeting. Practice, 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 practice. Right? And then, so the meeting was with, was with two people, right? So, no, it was two. It was Ben and Dorothy, mm-hmm. right? But then there were other people. No, no, no. The plan was for the meeting to be with yeah. Ben and Dorothy. Mm-hmm. So Ben, at the time, was head of licensing. Mm-hmm. Dorothy was overseeing series, right? Mm-hmm. And so we literally pitch, pitch. We are ready. We are done our decks. This, 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 this. So Damola and Zulu get to the meeting and take it away, please. Uh, <laughs> now it's not taking it away. Take it away. Take it away. Which was kind of weird because it was it was almost like just like you said that it was like a chat where you. Are but it was a chat with who? <sighs> yeah, forgotten. Yeah, actually forgotten. Yeah, forgotten. Do you remember? No. I remember so basically, what happened was no. So what happened like, was so the meeting was to talk about co- about co- yes. about commissioning stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. But Dorothy wasn't in the meeting. Yes. It was Ben who was licensing, and Ben was like, "I love you guys, but you know you're not really here to see me. But let's just talk." Mm-hmm. Yes. And so he was like, "Wow, 
all of our decks in no, the no, mud. No, but there were two other people. The no, two, then the Dorothy other, shows up there literally. There was Dorothy, there was a white lady, and mm. there was No, yeah, so they, no, they came with Kelly, who was their VP yes. abroad. But like, I mean, but the people you wanted to meet mm. were, were was, was, and so the funny thing was like, Dorothy shows up five minutes into at the, to to the end, end of the meeting. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, send us stuff. We love you guys. Yes, like, and then that was it. And then, <laughs> so you're just like, we had planned for, like, yeah, now I remember properly. We had planned for everything. And then we first meet we Ben. Ben, ben was having and conversations with us about licensing. We're like, your stuff, blah, blah, blah. This is that, that, this is this. You know, we're getting ready to go into the presentation. But they're just like, you know, this, this, this. We'll wait for Dorothy. And we're just like, just now vibing. <laughs> All of a sudden, Dorothy comes and she's like, yeah, I like your stuff. This is, but we have a plane to catch. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Five minutes, hey, and next thing you know, I was like, eh, okay. Yeah, and so because it's us, we're like, okay, okay. And then we say, well, let's believe her in general. And then we send stuff. And one of the things was what was got announced September of last year. Last year, yeah. As, um, as, a, Netflix a, as, as a Netflix original. As a Netflix original. I mean, and that was, and so you can imagine what that would have felt like um, as, there's validation I mean, and us, there's validation, right? For yeah. us, it was something, especially when we got the call from Dorothy, it was over WhatsApp <laughs> to let us know, you know, that we had gotten the commission. And I remember getting off that call and all three of us having a conversation after, like, wait, what just happened? Hmm? No, you the weird thing is, um, after that, Zulu would just call, call us, like, randomly, like, Tuesday morning. <laughs> Guys, we have a Netflix, we have a Netflix show. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, yes, Zulu. I mean, think about this, right? We are still, well, okay, so last year was our 10th year, our ninth official year, right? Mm. And, you know, we're still in lockdown. Yeah. You know, things yeah. are looking really up in the air. Like, no one knows what's happening. happening. Yeah. Um, our films are doing what they're doing, even the conversations on the licensing of the films that, you know, what they're saying. So we don't even know like where we are going in that sense. And then we get this. So it was just like very surreal for me, for all of us. Don't let yeah. him post for you. No. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean. No, so I mean, so, so the one thing that I would say was that one of the things that it was very clear, even though it was five years later, mm -hmm. was that when we went to TIFF in 2016, the bet that we made was mm -hmm. this. Looking at the way big companies entered markets is mm -hmm. that when they come in, mm -hmm. they will, the primary people that they want to work with are the people who establish themselves in the market. Yeah. So it was a bet you take. So you I can do the, okay, part. I'm trying to break in internationally, which is a valid part and people who do that and people do that successfully. But the most successful part is to be strong in your market. Mm -hmm. No, people have done it. I mean, I mean, it's you hard. said successfully. I don't know. It's so, so no, hard for no, it's, for it is, it is The order of difficulty is the magnitude, is, but mm -hmm. the magnitude is hard either way. Basically, it's hard either way. So there's so I so the thing that like it it is not easy to try and make yourself a local champion. champion it is or, not easy to break in overseas. So yeah. either way is hard. So, yeah. but, but the way we thought that, given what we were good at, mm -hmm. it yeah. made sense for us to figure out how to be one of the the leading production companies in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. But then I, I also, I always make this reference to the music industry, which backs up your point, is that, look, Whiskey, Burner Boy, Davido, and the rest were huge here, first of all. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? And if that didn't happen, they had to be huge, first of all, in Nigeria, then the rest of Africa had to accept them before all of a sudden they became huge internationally. 
I mean, there are some other people who overnight take, success who take the roundabout way where they become mm. huge abroad, and as a result of that, you then become huge in Nigeria. But it's never it, lasting. But yeah, so for me, it was well, it like depends. I mean, this so, so, this was a proven method. And I felt that that was the way to go, where if you establish yourself here in Nigeria, you're a local player, everybody looks at you and says, look, these are one of the biggest players in the market. When people from outside the market come into the market, you're one of the first people that they're going to talk to because you're a trusted name. People believe in you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, and so, that, so, so basically, the, 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 the thing about that was you, while you do that, you still have to do the work. So like, so the, so the challenge that a lot of people have, and, and so, which is the, cause for us, and, and, and that was why we were very big on collaboration, very big on working with different people, very big on, on finding talent, because we believed that over time, mm -hmm. figuring out how to do cinema at scale long-term mm -hmm. from a production standpoint, is something that, so I mean, because we, we started off doing two films a year, and two films a year, and then we then try to say, can we go to three, can we do to four, et cetera, et cetera. And so when um, Amazon came into town, they, it was literally like Netflix Redux, right? Yeah. So basically, they had, we had, <laughs> it was literally deja vu. So the, funny, so the first thing they're like, so funnily enough, my first ever meeting with Amazon was literally, I think, the week that we were greenlit on Netflix. It was literally, oh. it was literally around then. Yeah, but yeah. it didn't sound like they were ready. I was like, okay, so we'll see you in two years. Because it was literally, I was like, okay, it takes a while, it takes a this, it takes a that. But then we kept getting, okay, let's have this meeting, meeting. let's have that meeting. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, we are now here, here. Because every time people tell you they're here, you don't really believe them until, until they, they are, are here. here, right? So, so Because you always hear that gist where, oh yes, we're here, but in Nigerian palaces, I'm coming. Yes. Right, you know? And it's, I mean, you are just waiting. That because there. we've had meetings with other... With a lot. And they will yes. say, okay, we are coming, <laughs> we're doing this. And, so and it's always nice to have those relationships because you never know and all those When things. they would actually yeah. be ready. And yeah. so for us, that... And so the reason why we really liked the Amazon deal and the opportunity was that it was... It's not a commission. Tell us about the Amazon deal. No. Yeah. As interview. Please, Nas, tell us about this Amazon. So, so it was so basically, funnily enough, it started off as a conversation about commissioning. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. What do you guys have, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we were raising money for our last round of films, mm -hmm. right? Um, which are the, what are the last ones? Um, Blood Covenant. Blood Covenant, Charge and Superstar, and and the, and a the perfect, perfect arrangement. Yes. Formerly untitled. Da da! Surprise! Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so you edit that part out, no? but no so problem. literally, everybody kept asking. Our argument was: See, we have literally licensed ten films to Netflix in the last three years. Yes, yeah. And all the people kept saying, "But how do we know that these four you will license them?" We're like, we have literally licensed, licensed ten, ten films, films to Netflix in the last three years. But these ones, investors are so hard. Like, but you know, how do you? Goodness. And so we kept spinning that wheel. Raising money is hard. And so eventually, we we basically ended up with investors who were like, okay, we believe you. But I was like, are we going to be doing this every year? Like literally every year. But that it it's also weird because. How, I mean, I also understand where they're coming from. Of How course. do you know? Netflix no, might change their mind record, tomorrow. Yes, of course. But, yeah, so you have that. So the question <laughs> is, 
what I mean, what's that? What's that line that they always use? What is your risk mitigation no, in no. case Netflix doesn't license your movie? No, and, and that's a valid question no, to ask. Of course, but you see, the question, of course, it's a valid question. Yeah. And so the risk, what we said was like, what is the risk that it would happen? Is yes. the conversation. And so we were like, be nice, mentioned, given what they have told us. Yes. And they, but can they put it in right? But why would they put it in right? Why writing? would they put it in right? <laughs> so yes. anyway, so the conversation then shifted. And so when I was like, you know, because we actually started talking about something completely different, I was like, you know, Technically, we are going to make a number of films in the future. And so it was like, a, well, you know, an output deal is something like, so I didn't even say an output, I said something like the output deals they do overseas yep. could be interesting. And they were like, yep. I was like, eh. So now let's explain <laughs> what an output deal is. Now read the scroll back. <laughs> and let's explain what an output deal is. Deal. An output deal is pretty much like you would, you'll have a conversation with a producer, a production company, and say, look, I am willing to license or I am willing to take on X amount of movies that you are going to create over X amount of period. So you would hear someone like Will Parker's output deal with... Yeah. Um, he's Universal. With Universal, where we would take on, what, I think six of his movies? I don't know, all his movies exclusive. All, all his movies exclusive for the next one. They're normally two to three years. He has an output deal. No, if you use that as an example, so someone like Will Parker, who has done, they'll tell you, okay, we'll take up all the movies that you'll make over the next three years. Now, we are in a similar boat where they are willing to take on the movies that we're going to release in cinema over the next three years. So now we now just have to produce to meet... Since we just... <laughs> we just have to now produce movies to meet the order that just... they're expecting. And that's the easiest way to understand mm -hmm. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just... So, so basically, what it did for us was that it allowed us to maintain our commitment to the theatrical landscape. Yes. And importantly, it gave us the freedom to continue to make the films we believed we wanted to make. Because yes. see, the trade-off with, with everything is like when people are funding you, they have a say in what they think. Exactly. So, and, and, we believe, and we believe in commissioning. We're going to continue to do commissioning. commissioning yeah. I mean, because it's important also. But I felt that what this allowed us to do was like that experimental and let's continue to try let's energy. Try something new. Like it allows us the security to say, okay, what are the stories you want to tell? How can we inventicize the them? How can we partner with, mm. with talent, with, with directors, who are also talent, I guess, in the new and with writers, like, so we can now plan into the future. And it yes. makes, and so it allows us to say, okay, we are fully committed to the theatrical space mm -hmm. over the next three years. Which means that our movies will still come out in cinema. cinema. You'll still be able to pay your 1,500, yeah. I mean, 1,005 to see our movie. To 3,000, <laughs> if it's Christmas. Uh -huh. so, Superstar yes. loading, Please. or has loaded. Hopefully, so hopefully we'll, people watch we'll continue to release movies into the cinema space, but we know that once he leaves the cinema space, mm -hmm. we know where it's going. Yeah. So, I mean, so the thing is like, so it would have, so, and for us, it allows us to, to basically also now figure out, and this is the hard part. So, we, so literally, when we said, okay, this is the amount of movies we want to do, they were like, great. And then we there sat ourselves like, how are, are we the going to amount of movies we are going to do? Wow. <laughs> because you see, with every <laughs> opportunity comes the work. And so yes. at least for us, the, at least the good thing is that we have been down this road before. So it's literally just continuing. Because every, and this is, the th this is the thing that I like about what has happened to us. Every opportunity is an opportunity to get bigger, right? And to scale up and to provide more opportunities and to pro provide the ability of people to, because 
once you start having to do these demands, the mm -hmm. show, the this, the that, you cannot sit down as the people in a room and call your friends to be reading your scripts. Like, yes. <laughs> you, you have to go <laughs> way beyond that. <laughs> no, but you, yeah. Like, so you have a question where last year we said we were going to do four movies, right? And we basically said, oh, we'll do four movies and release two in 2021 and release the remaining two first quarter of, of by first half of 2022. Yeah. Yes. And then I was like, we are crazy. Why are we killing ourselves? Why are we trying to do this for? Who's chasing us? Now we've signed this output deal, and it is basically that ambition on oh, steroids. <laughs> where if it was just to release four movies in one year, I'm like, ah, we can do that now asleep. Now it's six. Can I take the no, number? of course not. Okay. Can I enter <laughs> the number? No. no. Okay, it's over for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, so, like, literally... But the thing is that because, you know, all, all these conversations we've been having, you know, behind the scenes and all of that, we have already... Once the conversation started happening, we already started putting things in place. Yes. You know, yeah. Where, yes, it came on as a really... But now it's more like, yeah, this yeah. is... Yeah. This, is it, now, this is how you now have to do you know, the work. A, yeah, yeah, it's just to multiply our processes. Yeah. I mean, because we've announced... I mean, at least in the... So the release talked about... <laughs> three sequels that we're excited about. So yeah. he talked about setup two. Um, funnily enough, Nii is, is a very badly behaved person. So we've, been, out. So we've been discussing <laughs> setup two for a while, right? Mm -hmm. And so Nii then went on his um, social media and said, which of these two films would you want a sequel of? The setup or arbitration? <laughs> and almost everybody chose setup. Yes. And who is also badly behaved? Adesua, who then went under his page and said, me too. I will vote for a set of two. And I'm like, wow, guys. <laughs> but I mean, it's, 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 it's one of those things where I, I think it's a good problem to have where, I think it's a good problem to have yeah. where I would much rather be in a situation where we're trying to figure out how to improve or increase capacity, where we're thinking about how we can extend ourselves to produce more movies so that we can give the audience varied stories and all of those things. Oh my goodness. Rather than Sorry. the, we go back and we say that instead of us doing four movies a year, let's scale back because of different factors and say, look, let's just stick to our two movies a year. Yeah, so I just got really excited because, you know, when you said the varied stories, mm. the things that we've already come up with, the ideas, the genres, everything, like you guys are in for a blast. Yeah. In, yeah. in Blood 2.0, when we start our decade. 2.0, 3.0. Our decade 2.0 now. Oh. No, 2 oh, yeah, okay. So, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> and so one of the things, that, and, and, and I think this is the opportunity here. So, like, we, so like, we are spending a lot of time thinking about best practice, right? So like, it's like, so, so this is what I mean by like, we have a very startup-y type culture because we are, we are, because that whole thing about what are the opportunities and how do you harness them and how do you figure out? So like, there's this mantra of one of the things that you know you've arrived is when you get to hire people better than you to do stuff. Yeah. And so, yes. and so, <laughs> so yes. that is, so that is one of the things that we're really, really excited about. Like the ability to continue to yeah. basically work with different filmmakers, give to people collaborate. A, a platform. Because uh, guys, you see, if you don't were collaborating before. Collaboration. Guys, collaboration, I think, is one of the biggest things that has moved in blood from where we were to where we are. Yeah. I would not say, I would not stop talking about collaboration, especially because we know that in our space, it's hard for a lot of us to do. Um, yeah. People still like to go at it alone. But if you are a new entrant, please think of collaborations more than anything. Because in the end, even if you do something, in whatever film you do, you, even if it's your own, in the sense that you're the only exec producer, for instance, 
Mm-hmm. You're not the only person that has done that film. You have every other person that has worked on this is a collaborator. Yeah. But collaborate on higher levels, collaborate on the money level, collab- collaborate on the creative level, collaborate every single way you can. Because in the end, it adds to your catalog, it adds yeah. to your experience. I mean, and it pushes you forward. What's that saying? If you want to go fast. fast. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go, go further, go, go with go, go with together. others. Go with others. And then but I think it also works where there are some movies that you see where you can see the budget straining against the ambition. Yeah. With collaboration, most times, what then now happens is that you now have more resources available to you where you can actually meet that, meet and exceed that ambition. So, I mean, if you want to talk about Wedding Party, that was no, so collaboration at its was best. Like, so at the time, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so funny thinking about the budget of Wedding Party now yeah. versus then. But then, all of us, our blood We're was like, sweaty. Ah. Yeah. And then when we had the overage, because like, we're like, ah, when we had to fund people to go to teeth, ah, like yeah. it was the men, the mental of ours. And then now it's like, you see, but you see, one of the things that I think is even more important than collaboration, weirdly, where, and this is, is that, is the ability to provide a platform for other mm. people to build their careers. So collaboration works at the senior level, all of us mm-hmm. senior men and women talking, mm-hmm. but you see, is that people can see a pathway because when you're making one or two films, to be honest, mm-hmm. there's no real pathway. You're using the same people, like this, like that. But when you're making four, six, eight, mm-hmm. 10, 12, 20, whatever the number is, by definition, mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to be able to, to broaden the to market. Broaden the market. Yeah. And yeah. broaden that, but that so, sure, sure, sure. I think they're both important in different yeah. ways. So the collaboration is going to move you and everybody on it fast. The um, and far as but, well. Yeah. But the, 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 what's called, helping people up and the, pull, throwing the back pool. the ladder and all of that and broadening the pool, all of that is the building of industry, mm. which I believe is what we've always, yeah, but from it, the very start. I know, and, but, but you see what the funny thing, and, mm-hmm. and this is the actual challenge, and it's an interesting tension that is going to happen, and, and, and I don't know how it's going to play out. So the, the interesting thing that happens mm-hmm. with pyramids is that you have to pyramid, right? Mm-hmm. So collaboration becomes paradoxically more, and it changes shape. Yes. As you pyramid. Yes. And so, and so the, I think the challenge for us is figuring out that to be able to continue to keep that spirit mm-hmm. while you pyramid. And there's no easy answer to that question. There isn't. But I think even yeah. in the conversations that we're having now, I'm sure you're talking about more, more into the future. But even with the things that we're doing now into the next three, five years, we know that there are collaborative conversations that we're having. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure you're thinking further into the future when things even become more Yeah, so because you see, so, so one of the things that I see, and I say this <laughs> to everybody that would hear it, like literally, right? Oh, so the, there's a significant debate in everything mm-hmm. about what is the opportunity landscape for Nigerian content globally, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we talked about it with Ayana, we talked about it with okay. um, with Obi, like we talked about it a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But you see, the honest truth is very, very simple. The numbers here are that people are willing to invest here to build out industries, right? Mm-hmm. And so people are going to, so it's like a tech thing, right? There is a marketplace that people are going to fill just yeah. because there's investment, there's time, there's this, there's that. Mm-hmm. And so the question is this, from on a corporate level, mm-hmm. because you see, that is the thing, to be honest, that is the, that is the thing that actually worries me over the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. It is not, it is the corporatization of the industry. Which is a good thing. No, so I'm not saying it's, a, it's not a good thing, but no. let me give you an example of since you're a comic book person. The difference between scrappy Marvel Studios yes. of the early Iron Man to Avengers era mm-hmm. and Marvel Studios today, which is 10 yeah. movies, 20 yeah. TV shows, 
yes, yes. tying here, tying there. So like that corporatization, that mm -hmm. is a is a thing that has to happen to take advantage of the opportunities. Yes. Mm -hmm. However, the thing that worries me is that that's you see that corporatization. There's a way it also. But are you are you afraid? I'm afraid that it's going to stifle creativity. No, no, it's not, no, 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 no. So it's there's a way it's it changes the way the industry looks and feels. It's not about creativity. Oh, no, Marvel but, is creative. No, but that corporatization ensures that the industry will be here 20, 30 no, years. No, you don't have to preach to me. I'm a private equity person. Yes, but the, see, but I'm also a creative person. That corporatization creates a very different industry. Look, okay. I would much rather have so this industry Nas, that we're would, going into. Yes, Nas, Nas, Nas is he's already feeling nostalgic for the the the. Now we 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 know how we roughed no, it. We know how we. I'm moving from that to so, yes. When studio, everything is so where you go into like a proper studio. There's process. There's but, this. There's that. Honestly speaking, mm. that mm. we we that you are talking about. The studio is going to make but it easier. Humane. It's going to make it easier no. for those kind. No, and I'll no. give you one. This is what's Never. going to happen. Wait now. Um, I like watching those documentaries on how movies are made. And there's the one for Home Alone. Mm -hmm. This guy has this idea. They're able to write the script in like two days or something or ridiculous weekend, like that over a weekend. And then they basically put it together, right? Now, one of the challenges that you have right now is if I want to make a movie, I have to think about script. I have to figure all of those things out, find funding, basically put all of that together and then put the movie out there, figure out my marketing. And it is like a one-man band situation where okay. literally it breaks people, which is why you have a lot of people in the industry who will come in and do one or two movies and like, this thing has broken me, I'm going. Now, once it now becomes corporatized, you have the studio structure being able to back you. So now I, I, as a filmmaker, a creative, I can figure out just one part. I know the story I want to tell. Maybe I'll figure out, I know the story I want to tell and I know how to shoot it. Let the studio come in and take on casting, this, that, marketing, uh, all of those you things. You think we've had Twitter fight on Hollywood? Just no. No, think, no, think about but, the Twitter no, fight. No, but that's what I'm saying this. But you see, I, now what I'm saying this, I only need to figure out the story I want to tell and no, how so, I want to say it. No, I don't so, just worry about the no, money. But, so that's the thing. And so let me put it differently. That is good for... So the weird thing about like... So in every chain, industry chain, there are winners and losers, yes. right? So let me tell you what my actual... Let me make it differently, right? And this is the whole... In a corporate system, it is highly unlikely that we would exist in mm. the form that we exist. Mm. I, I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Why? Because what would then now happen is that in a corporate system, with the way we started, where we were able to find funding, we were able to fund ourselves to producing a lot of the movies that we did, was that a studio would basically just come in and say, you know what, with either we give us as a scrappy organization an output deal so we will get to where we are faster, or tell us, okay, how do we co-pro together so that all of these ideas that you guys have for your scripts going no, but forward. You would, yes, but you see, yeah, assuming, so you, let me tell you why. So there's the, so it, so the thing about the studio system is that it, ex, it exacerbates the Matthew problem, which is that like, to him. A lot of us exist in Hollywood. What are you saying? Sorry? A lot of us oh, exist yes. in Hollywood. In Hollywood. <laughs> so yes and no. And so like, the time it takes you to get there. So no, look so at, the, it took us 10 years to get an output deal. I believe in if there was like a proper corporate, stu structure. corporate structure to three. the entire industry, we probably would have gotten there maybe two, three, three, years. To, three to six. Okay. It would probably be in three to six. And with less headache, 
you probably have more hair now. You know that kind of thing. You probably have more, because you are not having to carry everything. No, so I I buy the so like the king into structures mm -hmm. works. Yeah. So, but I still my point is that like it's the my worry, and I, I may be overthinking. I need something for us to think about in terms of talent development, etc. Mm -hmm. Is that the the ability for people so it changes the the way stuff gets made and it changes the, the ability of people with a dollar and a dream to mm -hmm. to like look at let me give you a simple example right so I let me give, example no no wait, perfect wait, no. example but you so let me us. give you let me tell you and this may be, I may be wrong right so think about rap right mm -hmm. in the 80s and it, 90s yes it was very easy to start a label harder to make it as an artist yes now it is easier to make it as an artist harder to start a label and That's but, the difference. I mean, right about now, you've got like labels subsumed within labels within labels. So you have like Interscope under, yeah. under no, no, somebody. I mean, as an artist. Something. So basically, yeah. so for example, like, so like, so right now, right? So you see how basically Dame Jazz, these people, they sell stuff out their trunk, they do this, yeah. they do that. So basically, you could build their infrastructure and keep it moving. Yes. Now, artists break. They don't need to break labels. Yes. Mm -hmm. You just break your art. And as an artist, and so you just key into the big structure. So all those mom and pop independent shops, are struggling yes. because mm -hmm. you're just keen to the big structures. But I have an example that's going to blow your mind. So let's take with our corporate structure the way it is, right? And the corporatization of the industry. Look at how, look at the speed. Look at the speed at which Superstar got made. That would not have happened without a corporatized structure, where someone can say, "I have a hope and a dream. This is my script." This is what I think about and how I want to shoot it. The corporate structure can look at it and say, okay, I like that script. Okay, these are the changes that you need to make to make this movie better. And then we can build this team around you to help you produce this movie. All of that happened in the space of, what, a year? Let's just say a year, yeah. A year. Yeah. Now, imagine if you remove whatever from that structure. You're going to end up in my friend who has been writing a script for four no, years. That's what I'm saying. And has never is, shot it. It is better, that's what I say, winners and losers. Yes. So it is better for talent. There, will be, but, there but, won't be many production companies. But remember, companies, production, be... like Nollywood is built on production companies, like literally believing and striving and, and going yeah, into Yeah, so it will take a different shape, but it will be beautiful too. But guys, <laughs> before, before the producer kills us, I think we should like each give like a parting Okay. Um, for like so we failed woefully at our segments. <laughs> we'll try again next. We'll, we'll try it for it again. The editor season, will rescue us. For season four, <laughs> we are going to actually try four segments per episode. Unless we'll, by the end of episode, season four, we'll get better. Uh, famous last one. No, I'm serious. Okay. We are focused. Let's because we'll just guys be talk. talking. We'll so just be focused. talking. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. So we have, it is now a mission. <laughs> like four segments, 40 minutes. All right. My parting shot. Okay, just in the whole nostalgic thing, um, for anyone that's young and interested in Nollywood, come in, do your thing. Um, be fearless about it, but you need to have something. You need to actually do something so that you, so people can refer to something that you have done. And don't just give up, don't, just... Unless you have to. Well, <laughs> there's that. There's but the... I'm hoping you don't have to. In the immortal words of M.I., don't be dismayed. Zenith Bank is hiring. <laughs> this industry is hard. Mm. Yes, it is. It is. But please try. But please I mean, come in. There's so, mean, many, well, yeah. so many departments that, you know, we're still looking for people. We're still yeah. looking, you know, we're happy yes, to hear new voices. That's the advantage of the corporatization. What I mean by the demand for talent has grown. Yes. So, for example, this is just a random thing, right? So, yes, people think of the technical side, but the 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 
executive cater, which is literally so like you have marketing, PR, legal, accounting, like all of that, all of those layers have broadened because the demands of making a, a feature or a TV series have grown on the, so like, so like the, that's the advantage of capitalization. You don't have to be a maverick to work here anymore. Mm -hmm. So people with their nine to fives can come and go and build a sustaining career making the movies and TV shows that they love. So I think that is also, so like that, so I said, like they have good, they're winners and losers. Yeah. Just like that rough and tumble industry is clearly, I mean, you see it in music, right? Mm -hmm. You see fewer label fights these days. I mean, they're still happening because we are Nigerians, but there are fewer, damn you to hell. <laughs> then, yes. You just that. Yeah, but let me finish. Yes. I want to talk directly, especially to the women that are trying to do anything in this space. This corporatization thing we've been talking about used to really kick women in the ass. Yes. So you need to sit up. You need to be as great as you can be at what you're doing. And then package. We should have shown Tola's episode before this, right? To learn packaging. Yes, learn the packaging. So, and just remember that you are where you are. You deserve to be where you are. You are where you are for a reason. And you are great at what you do. Then no man come and steal your shine. Yes, Damola. Partnership for me, um, I love where the industry is going because the industry used to be really scrappy and you had to figure out everything all by yourself. Where we're going right now, now means that I do not need to just be a writer, director, producer, actor, or manager for the talent, for example. There's room, for example, when I just basically realized that as much as if you look at publications or blogs or if you look at media publications, there's no media publication dedicated to the film industry or dedicated, you have the one that's dedicated to music, right? Like hip hop world and co. Yes. But there is nothing dedicated yes, to the film industry. The documenting of Nollywood. And it's weird that it we've been, this industry has been around for 30 odd years and there is no Somebody publication dedicated. Yeah. And I'm sure people are going to argue and say, look, there's this, there's that, there's this. Mm -hmm. But honestly speaking right now, I handle marketing for the for whatever, and half the time I'm talking to platforms like Bella Ninja, Cracks, Zikoko, and the rest of them. And there is none that I can point to that is like um, any of the trades, Deadline, Empire, variety. Deadline, Variety, all those ones that basically are Hollywood dedicated reporter. to Hollywood Reporter yeah. that are dedicated to film. So there's so, so someone, much to do. Someone, yeah. come up, come on, we'll so support you. Wow, your parting words is go and do the work. Wow. No, no, no. What <laughs> I mean, what I mean there's is so much work to be done. There's so much work to be done. Go out and do something because then a production company like time. us, for example, can look at you and say, hey, what can we do? I always use AYM, AK as an example, right? He had an idea. If we didn't believe in his idea and we didn't come on board, Superstar would still be a script somewhere on his computer mm -hmm. as against being a movie that is in cinema right now. 29th December, y'all. This is probably after that, I think, but I'm not okay. sure. <laughs> but I'm not sure. Um, so I guess mine is one of the things that I'm most excited for. I mean, I know I said this from a winner that loser standpoint is the opportunity for talent. And so, I mean, very, so one of the, the few places that has had the opportunity to, to nurture talent have been the big, have been literally at least in Nigeria. Now, they have been brought different strokes on a, this is on a corporate level. So I would say it is DSTV and Iroko, right? So who are basically having the two primary drivers of talent in this industry that have provided opportunities. So what is exciting to me is that more and more and more people are able to do that 
in the, on the film side of things. Like you see like individual companies do it and then in aggregates, it sort of builds up. But, there's, but the opportunity for me over the next 10 years that is really exciting to me is figuring out how to properly institute a platform. And so, and now I actually understand, so people always talk about all these diversity programs and all these like um, fast track programs. And so for us, figuring out that part of the business, I think is the, is the key, right? Is that, is that like figuring out how is it that, yes, AK News has been with us since 2015, so that's easy. How do you get somebody as talented as that and get exposure, that person gets exposure to you? What are the things you can put in place that lead to a direct pathway? Because there's the because there are the competitions that are oh you've won a competition but there's the, this is a pathway that leads to a job mm -hmm. this is the pathway that leads to an actual thing and so they are really really hard and so it's figuring out that part of it like I don't know the answer yet mm -hmm. but it, in my head it's something like a Sundance Lab it's something like a um, like the ABC Writers Program Disney Writers Pro like I guess they are now the same one we shall we can yeah. create yeah, we shall create all of that and the reasons why you can I mean, create those programs is because there's a corporate structure backing it. What this, output deal, what, this corporate, what this output deal does for us is that we're now in a better position to be able to throw make the those back. kind of yeah. things happen. Yeah. Or throw the ladder down. And throw yeah. the ladder down in a so that we can pull up more people. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if that is more, but it's, it's varied. So the thing is, that like, you don't necessarily have to have worked with us for 10 years for you to get, and that is the thing. Oh my, that's what it did. I mean, sorry. All right, so, guys, producer yes. is about to kill us. We just wanted to say thank you all so much. much. Thank you to our investors. To the next 10 years. Thank you to <clears throat> our collaborators. Thank you to our first friends who sat with us and read with us. Yes. Thank you to all our crew members. Thank you to the woman that married me from those readings. <laughs> Thank you to just everyone who has been a part, our sponsors, our brand sponsors. Mm. Thank you, Damola. Thank you, Naz. Thank you to me, as Snoop Dogg yes. will say. Yes, and to our <laughs> other co-founders. Thank yes. you, too. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. We couldn't have done this without you. We couldn't have done this without you. and Domota. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Yes. It's been 10 years, and yes. there will be 10 more, and 10 yes. more of those 10 more yes. to come. Yes, so... Wow, we're so old. What was that? High five. <laughs> yes. That's you. We all got married and had kids during this. Oh, and yes. so thank you to our spouses for oh. not divorcing us. Yes, our spouses and our the... children for just not seeing us all the time. Yes, because oh more this life. Because <laughs> somebody explained it well that film and TV is like the circus, right? Mm -hmm. Like literally, like the the way you live is like the circus of old. Mm -hmm. So and so to anybody joining, come join the circus. It's a lot of fun. Thank you and God bless. Thank <laughs> you.